Kia ora and welcome to Jules from NZ, a podcast from a Kiwi chick, chocker with roleplay gaming chat and world lore of the most fantasy place ever, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Chur. Kia ora, morena, tēnā koutou katoa. Hello and welcome back to all of you to Jules from NZ. Ke te pehe koutou, how are you all? Well, Ketapai, I am good, and I'm very excited to share with you uh, Orange's Adventure, part two of Orange's Adventure, Restoring Harmony, a Sticky Situation. That's right, Orange is back to complete the adventure. We left Orange last time having found the crumbling mausoleum that he was searching for for Honeycut in order to recover the peach gem. The peach gem of course going to be crucial in restoring colour to harmony. Uh, Mr. Honeycut uh, has told him so and we have no reason to disbelieve him. <laughs> um, and uh, so Orange uh, was descending into the depths of this crumbling building being reclaimed by the forest and something sticky and squelchy was happening on the walls around Orange. Hmm, that's where we left, Orange. I wonder what will happen next. Well, I want to have my back to the wall that is not moving. Like, kind of walk down the hallway sideways, you know? Yeah. Like, facing the wall that is moving, but moving further down into the hallway. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, like, yeah. shining my torch out in front of me. Yeah, so as... as you do that like you kind of look closer at the wall you can see that this like thing is sort of glooping like the wall like you thought it was like just a gray stone wall but it looks like gray gloopy material i'm gonna as... oh sorry go ahead yeah as you're looking at it it looks like it's starting to gloop out towards you there's no real other way to say that but it is. yeah i want to throw my torch at it and then run away <laughs> Fair enough. Far, farther into the like get out of this hallway you know uh-huh now i want to burn it with my i want to see what happens okay orange is orange is in he's gonna yeah like this slime grossness is coming towards him he wants to see what happens when he burns it with his torch uh so you hold out your torch to it and nothing happens like this ooze seems to wrap around the torch and then just sort of like extinguish the torch and then start like glooping down the torch towards your hand oh yeah i'm, I'm getting out of here i don't want to mess with this thing yeah it looks like it takes there's like a little bit of burntness to the gray but like not as much as you'd expect right there to be yeah 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 yeah, it's now on the torch, so you can, and it's like... I'm gonna, yeah, I dropped the torch. It's I, oozing down the torch towards you, and it's trying to attack you. So as you start to run down the hallway, yeah, it's like reaching out for you constantly. So let's um, do a check to see if you can get out of the way of this thing. Okay. So like maybe a dexterity check, I guess, to yeah. avoid it. That works. Um, 
you don't have any dicks, you've got a plus zero, but what you get? Well, that's cool, because I rolled a five, so it's probably fine. Probably fine. Um, you can keep running, but essentially this thing is going to get a hit on you. It hits me, I'll um, turn and hit it back. Um, so, let's see if it can hit you, because you are pretty hard to hit, and I roll a 19 on the dice. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I get a 21. So it hits you for four bludgeoning damage as one of the tendrils sort of comes off the wall and just like, what's that called? When like an arm comes out and you just end up flat on your back? Clothesline. Yeah, you just get clotheslined by yeah. some ooze, some gray ooze that comes off the wall. And as, the it, as it hits you, your um, armor looks like it is corroding slightly. Um, and you get a negative one penalty to the AC that you have because of your armor um, corroding away under the the acid damage from this thing. So you take four bludgeoning damage, two acid damage, and a negative one penalty to the AC. You can keep running, but that's what happens. Do I have any ranged weapons on me? Um, you can throw your hand axes. Yeah, I'll run a little farther down the hallway and then throw, turn around and huck a hand axe at it. That's an 18 on the die. Yeah, that definitely hits this thing. For four axe damage. As I hurl my hand axe at this ooze and, you know, just hope it scares it off, but feeling kind of dubious about that. Yeah, it definitely recoils um, from the hit. But then it just sort of grabs that axe and just starts slowly eating it. You do have two hand axes. Yeah, yeah. So so this is fine. But, like, it is grabbing it and slowly but surely just corroding it slowly. And it's a little distracted by that. So you have a moment to, like, get away. Yeah, I'm going to book it, dude. Forget slime molds, dude. I got no interest in gray oozes. Yeah, gray oozes and no joke no they are not a joke at all yeah so you get down to the corridor which ends in a rotting wooden door it's like got you know bits of holes in it and like you know it's it's basically falling apart but um it is closed i'm just gonna kick it open cool yeah Yeah. you can easily do that yeah it's not even a check it's just Orange just boots the door open. Nice. What is this peach gem? Perhaps it's in here. Yeah, so as you step into this area, you see that the walls are covered with trails of slime, some which drops on the floor and forms slick pools. And there are four alcoves, each with a rotten wooden door that line this corridor. I look up at the ceiling. Is there anything on the ceiling? No, no, not here. You're not getting that same kind of like the walls are moving kind of vibe from this. It's just slimy. You're looking down at the floor and you're like, ooh, that would be tricky to walk on. And it is. Down here is considered difficult terrain because it is so slimy. Okay. Um, And there's four doors. Is that counting the one that I came through? So there's three other doors? No, so there's the one behind you, and then there's four doors okay. lining this part of the corridor. Yeah. All right, well, I'll go in door number one. Okay. 
so yeah, you kind of make your way carefully towards. The Is it still dark in here? Do I still do I pull out? I need to pull out another torch. Yeah, you could pull out another torch. There's even like wee little sconces in okay. the walls that you could. Yeah, well, I'll light a torch and jam it in the sconce. Yeah, nice. So yeah, um, so you have door number one. You walk over to door number one. Um, again, it's these like rotting doors. Do you? You do anything different or you just kick I'll listen. Down? I'll listen. See if I hear anything. You do hear tapping and clacking. Like tap, 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 clack, clack, tap, clack, clack, tap, tap. I don't love that. What's that door number two? I'll go listen to door number two. Okay. Door number two is quiet. There's nothing that sounds like it's fine there. I'm going to open door number two. Okay. So you open the door inside the room you see just like each of these rooms is about 10 foot wide 15 foot long with a stone sarcophagus at the far end so you're seeing like that so yeah so like little rooms yeah like a shotgun bar kind of scene yeah yeah but um in this sarcophagus like it's not closed um you see a skeleton surrounded by hard candies and wax paper wrappers and the skeleton seems to have a parchment closed with a wax seal clutched in its hand. And there is an inscription on the sarcophagus that you can have a can look I at read it? a bit closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I walk up there and I want to see if I can read that inscription. Yeah. It says, here lies Professor Fizzwidget, inventor of sweet candy treats for all of harmony. Wow, the professor. I never thought I'd see his bones. Um, if anyone would have the beats, Jim, it would probably be him. I will go out of here and listen at door number three. Okay. Um, you again, you don't really hear anything. Yeah, I'll open the door. Okay, so uh, you open the door, and hovering in the middle of this thing is an assortment of trinkets and equipments and phones. An odd shimmering surface reveals a gelatinous form filling the passageway wall I, to wall. I will quickly close that door. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back to door number two where the professor's sarcophagus was. Mm-hmm. And I will gently try and get that parchment. See if I can get that without disturbing his bones. Yeah. Yeah. So you can take a little moment to like do it carefully and mm-hmm. make sure his hands, bones stay intact as you pull it out. Yep. And as you pull out this parchment, you see the closed wax seal um, and then the scroll. So do you open? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. On the parchment, as you open it and you unroll it, you find the long-lost recipe for Professor Fizzwidget's famous tart and tangy candies. Oh, okay. I'll tuck that away. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a real collector's item back in Hollywood. Yeah, I would imagine. Honeycut might like this, too. Um, okay, I will... Go listen at door number four. Okay. Yep. Uh, again, all is quiet in here. I will 
I, don't know, I just look back at door number one with the clacking and stuff. I'm like, what is in there? But I'll open door number four. <laughs> yeah, so again, you open up the door, you see that small room with the sarcophagus mm-hmm. at the end. But at this time, inside the sarcophagus, you can see the robed skeleton um, of somebody lying mm. in this chest, holding a parchment across their chest. And again, there's an inscription on the sarcophagus. Yeah, what does the inscription say? Here lies the first librarian of the Great Library of Harmony. Wow. Um, didn't Honeycutt say he was some sort of librarian? This is big. Uh, I will gently, gingerly try and remove that parchment as well. Cool, yeah. Um, so you work at it for a little bit, but you easily pull that off. Um, this one isn't sealed with like a wax seal or anything like that so as you pull it off his chest you can read that um and you know ignoring mm-hmm. the normal rules of D scrolls i'm just going to give it to you yeah. um you can see that this is a scroll of protection from aberrations okay i will tuck that into my bag and be like well i don't i don't know what that is um and I will go to the fourth door or the first door again. Mm-hmm. And I hear the clicking and clacking still. Yeah, you can still hear it. I'll raise up my shield. I'll have my sword in my hand. I'll just kind of kick the door open. Okay. And as you open the door, you see two skeletons repeatedly bumping into each other, which is where that clickety clackety noise and tapping was coming from. Um, again, you see sarcophagus at behind them, and there is an inscription behind them, but there's no time to read that no, no. because these skeletons see you and with their short swords head towards you. Sweet initiative. Initiative. Yeah, nice. Have at you, skellies. No. Uh, attack rolls are a 17 <sighs> and an 18. Jiminy Christmas. Probably going bye-bye right now. Well, I did roll really well, so <laughs> you can blame the dice for that. Um, you didn't get hit, though, because your AC is still 18, right? Yeah. 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 So you're okay. Oh, they don't have um, any bonuses? No, that was including bonuses. Apologies. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was including bonuses. So, uh, you're up. Okay. Um, I will I will swing at one of these guys with my longsword, wishing I had, like, a mace or something on me, but I don't. That's a 13 on the die for an 18 total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely smash one of these guys. And then here's the damage... Take 10 longsword damage. So are you hitting the one that looks sort of like um, its hip bones are a bit wider or not? I'll hit the wider hip boned one first. Okay, cool. Because that's about all the differences between them. Okay, fair <laughs> they, enough. They look about the same height, same, you know. Mm-hmm. And then as a, bonus, as a bonus action, I will activate my second wind ability. So that gives me a D10... Plus, plus one. Plus one. Oh, I rolled an eight, so nine. Nice. So max HP. Nice. So you're back to 14. Bring it, Skellies. 
You shall feel orders, lad. I don't care for you grown men. Well, one of them got an 11, the other one got an 18. So close, but no. 18 meets okay, beats. Yeah. Beats beats. Oh, 18 meets beats. Yeah, I keep thinking about the 19. Are you still? Um, and that is five piercing damage from the short sword. That was my disapproving silence. Um, <laughs> all right. I will, I will swing back at that one. Is that the one that I hit previously? The one with the wider hips? Is that the one that just yes, stabbed me? It is. Yeah. Right back in its face is where I'm coming. Yeah, that's a three on the die. That's not going to do her. Nope, that is not going to do it. So I just end up stabbing straight through its empty rib cage. You know, my foot yes. goes through and kind of rattles around a little bit. I'm like, damn it, where's my mace? You really caught up on the space. My highest roll was a 15. Nope. I lash back out with my long sword with a 12 on the die uh, for a total of 16 or 17. Yeah, that's a hit. Okay. Take dun 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 dun. That's an eight on the die for a total of eleven damage. Nice. Annihilated. Um this Bones one everywhere. And there is a moment where the skeleton that is still standing, like, puts his arm out dramatically, like, like if it had lips and the ability to make sound, it would be like, no! Oh. But, you know, like, that's kind of what you see, like, mm-hmm. the skeleton mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Orange's heart breaks a little bit. And then he turns to you with a determined look on his face. You don't have a he sits his jaw, you know, <laughs> and like sits his teeth at you. Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, but he, he does poorly. He rolls a six on the dice plus plus as well. Not gonna do it. I also rolled a six on the die, which is a total of 11. Does 11? No, I, I, I think the two of you are like crossing yeah, weapons right now. Kind of know? grappling. Our swords are clashing against each other and shit. It's all crazy. It's a crazy oh play. Uh, 14 is, total. That is an 11 total. So you're like, he, he glances your sword up, thinks he's got you, and you just sort of slide it down the other side and mm-hmm. stab him and yeah. In a scapula. Um, yeah, nice. Um, so how much damage is that? It's several points. Uh, nine points of damage of sword nice. damage. Nice. Nice. He's still up. Yeah, we're still grappling and everything, and I'm trying to push him off. What did he get? Oh, terrible. Um, apparently he can't fight without his partner. Me neither. So we're still grappling. I rolled a two. Does that one get me? Oh, 17. I was nope, just nope. That. I rolled so a six. Close. That doesn't hit. Yeah, we're still grappling. My, I'm trying to smash his skull in with the butt of my sword. No, that's a 13. He still can't get you. That's a 13 on the die for a total of 18. Nice. You get him. Yes. Just smash down with the pommel right on the crown of his skull. And damage. 10. Yep. How do you kill this last skeleton? Like, I just smashed, dude, and his skull just kind of explodes. And I let out, like, a primal roar. He, like, looks like he's 
like trying to land with his arms around the bones on the ground and so he just crumples and all the bones fall together on the floor. I push them together, push the bones together. I'm like, <laughs> you're boning. And I go look into their sarcophaguses, their sarcophagi. Yeah, yeah um, and you see the inscription on the sarcophagus which says, Two warriors, so great was their love, they were buried together. Is there anything in there? No, but there are their short swords on the ground. No, I don't want to take their short swords. Okay, and so the only thing in this alcove were the four doors, right? Mm-hmm. And I've gone right. through three of them, and one of them has a big gelatinous form of form. shape. With a whole lot of assortment of trinkets and equipment and bones and things on the inside of it. What does that... I'll read the recipe. Does the recipe say anything? The parchment? Yeah. Yeah. No, the recipe doesn't really... just his recipe. It it looks like a recipe for candy. Okay. The the parchment that you have, the scroll of protection, um, you feel like you could definitely cast that, even though you don't normally cast magic, but you feel like you could. All right. I will, I will it, pull out I feel that. like it would take an action to cast it. I will pull out that scroll, read it, try and puzzle out how the magic works, and when I feel it take effect, I'll open the door. Okie dokie. So, you feel like a barrier extends from you. It's got a five foot radius and it's ten foot high. Um, it's like a cylinder that moves with you. Okay. It remains centered on you, though people like well, things trying to get in can test the barrier. But you feel like if you move in such a way that the thing was inside, it might end it. It tells you all of this. What happens if I move into the room? So you've got it. You've got a little bit of movement into the room, but right. it fills the room wall to wall, like the other way. Does the does the gelatinous mass does it like kind of move away when I move towards it with my protective aura around me? It looks like it's behaving oddly. It does not look like it's moving away from you, but it definitely looks like it's just sort of wiggling there where it is. Okay. What else is in this room? I walk a little farther in. It's taking up the rest of the room. Do you want to have a look at what's in the Yeah, let me... Yeah, now that I'm a little closer, I'll try and peer into it. You see there is definitely a sword in there. There looks like there might be something that's kind of, you know, hidden behind a brass bell is something that's sort of, like, sparkly. All right. Um, And this cube is just sort of shuddering. So I'll step... If I'm standing, like, at the door, can I poke this thing with a sword? Yeah. Well, stand at the door and I'll... I'll throw a hand axe at it. I'll throw my other my last hand axe at it and see what happens. Let's go. Do you need an attack roll? I do. Uh, 14 on the die. Yeah, that hits. Does anything happen? Um, the, 
that, that goes inside it. Um, it does damage as it slices into the thing. So how much damage do you do? Seven. Seven? How many torches do I have left? Couple. I light another one and poke it with a torch. As you do this, it moves towards you. Okay. I take a little step back. I'm feeling a little bold because I have this protective aura around me. It moves towards you and it tries to touch this. Yeah, get out of here. You can't come in this circle. This is my circle. Um, and he is going to make a 15 charisma check. I but which is cool because I have a negative five on charisma, so I basically need to roll in that one. Which I do not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I want to hit it with a torch. Yeah, so you can hit it with a torch. Um, you can roll like a. Are you like throwing again? Yeah, I want. I'm trying to. Well, no, I think this time I'm going to try and like stick the torch at it, you know, like stab mm-hmm. it with mm-hmm. the burning torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like kind of like an unarmed attack, but with yeah. fire to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you just want to roll me. We'll add your strength to that. Uh, that's a uh, 19 on the die. Oh, yeah. yeah and then what am I rolling for torch damage? Um, we'll give you a d4 of fire. Yeah. You treat it like a dagger. But no. Take two fire. It does look like it takes two fire damage. But you see, as it's shimmering around, you can see this gem sort of coming into movement. There's a big old shining gem in what you could, could consider a peach color. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's in the middle of this thing. What happens when I hit this thing with my sword? Uh, you can try it. I do. I mean, I have an idea of what I'm going to do in a second, but I'm just, I'm experimenting right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 15 on the die for a total of 7 damage. Okay. Again, it looks like you're slicing into this thing. You pull your sword kind of back out and it looks like it's sort of slightly yeah. sizzling, but it's not damaged. Enough of this, enough of this. I'll kind of back up uh, and I'll take off the necklace. Yep. And I'll sort of whip it around, you know, because it's on a necklace. I'll whip it over my head and just wing it into that room. Nice. Nice. Necklace of fireballs. Attack! Okay, so when it reaches the end of its trajectory, um, the speed detonates as a third level fireball spell. Okay. Cool. Uh, it does 8d6 fire damage. Okay. So as the bead hits it and explodes, it deals 28 damage of fire. Woo! 28 damage. Holy cannoli. That's insane. Okay. Um... It, it's sort of like, it looks like it's like chunks of it are flying off everywhere and bits of it are melting. You can kind of see now these treasures inside the cube that are, are like, you know, the cube is almost kind of smaller. Um, so they look like they'd be easier to reach out right now. And it's just quivering in a little mess off to itself. 
yeah, I'll, 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 I'll duck into the room and try and grab the peach gem. And if I can, that's the word. Yeah, so you can now see closer to it that, like, you know, these things are kind of spread out a little bit more because that fireball, like, blew it sort of apart. You can see that there's a sword, there seems to be a red potion, a sparkly old ring, um, some metal dice, a brass bell, and the peach gem. Yeah, brass bell. Where's a fryer when you need him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll scoop all that stuff off. Cool. Okay. And I look at the quivering mass that's huddling in the corner. I was like, you'll grow back. You'll get big again. And it's just like spitting these things at you, like, like as you like go to go to reach for them. He's just like, <laughs> if he could talk, he would tell you. And like it anyway. Tastes bad. Made my stomach funny. Well, see, I, I'm helping. I'm a helper. <laughs> I do good in the world. He's just sort of quivering to himself. Like, oh god. Oh, I'm so sick. Oh. Yeah, you gave him heartburn. <laughs> now that, well, it looks like the peach gem gave him heartburn. <laughs> All right. Well, I will, uh, I'll, I'll go back into room number one and try and, like, tidy that room up some and, like, put them with their swords and put their sarcophagi next to each other and stuff. Orange feels sort of bad about that. Yeah, but they did attack you first. They did attack me first, for sure. But still, I try and make it look as nice as possible. Yeah, that's that's nice. That's cute. Then I'll kind of yeah. look around and be like, well, this could be a good a good house for me someday, perhaps. Whoever thought of such a thing, a fighter with a tower. Strange. Uh, and I'll head back to town. Nice. Okay. So, heading back into town, um... There is a wee little um, nerd waiting for you. Uh, has a whole a sash with a whole lot of badges on it. You recognize um, this is what? one of the various troops around town. And, and she's okay. like, oh, uh, um, hi. Um, it's like a quivering shrub. Um, yeah, hello? And, and it's like, Mr. Honeycutt said that um, he wanted you to meet him at the local tavern. Okay, who are you? Oh, don't worry about me. I'm not important. Okay. You seem important. Mm-mm. Okay. I will meet him at the tavern. You have a lot of badges. Oh, yes. You must be very good at what you do. I try to be. Okay. I want to be just like, well, all of you. And she just kind of quivers and runs off. Goodbye, little shrub. <laughs> yep. And I will make my way to the tavern. Cool. So at the tavern, you see Mr. Honeycutt sitting there. Very um, easy to see this man in his librarian suit or whatever, looking uncomfortable sitting there with his, his cup of tea, not his beer. <laughs> you know? Um, Maybe you've got the wrong drink, Honeycutt. <laughs> you need a beer, not the. Uh, he turns and he sees you come in and he's like, oh, oh, yes, great. Uh, you have it? I have it. I have other things for you. I, I, I found some stuff you might like quite much. He sort of frowns, like not in a in a you know yeah, like in a, a weird way, but like in a what? <laughs> yeah. Um, look look at this. You said you were a librarian, no? I am. 
Yes. Yes. And I pull out the first librarian parchment. And he's like, oh, oh my goodness. From the first library? This is wonderful. We should we should frame this and hang this in the great library. Oh, we did wonder where his remains ended up. It's in this tower that I'm going to move into. <laughs> and he's like, right, yes. I have something else for you, too. Look at this. And I pull out the recipe from uh, the professor. He kind of frowns a little bit. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not a huge fan of candy, but I could tell you where to to take that that would be most useful. Yeah. Okay, cool. Fine. That's cool. You're too cool for candy. He is candy, but he's not a fan of candy. Fair enough, Honeycut. Fair enough. What about this ring? What is this ring? And he glances at it and he's like, oh, you should keep that one. That's a ring of protection. Gives you a plus one bonus to your AC and saving throws while you're wearing that. Well, that's very nice because that there's some oozes in that I got to clear out before I move in, but it sort of damaged my armor. Do you know a good blacksmith? Yes, actually. that You probably know him too. Who? Old Wilberforce over in... Oh, yeah, Wilberforce. The market. Yeah, yeah, yes. I know him. He's very good. I was just testing you. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found a cool sword. Nice. Yes, this uh, looks magic also. A oh, really? Plus one uh, weapon, I believe. A great sword. Yes, wonderful. Not much occasion to use these myself, but looks good on you. It does look very nice. It, oh, it's a big sword. It's a great sword, huh? Yeah, it's a great sword. Plus one, plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. Orange is like people are in trouble. Uh, and then I found <laughs> the I found this other little thing that you might not get about, but I don't know. I thought you might like it. I pull out the peach gem. And I, he is visibly relieved because he's been kind of on tender hooks this whole time. Like, yes, yes, these are nice. <laughs> but like, and he's like, oh, oh, wonderful. I was oh. coming with you, my friend. And he's like, oh, uh, and he kind of like grabs you by the shoulder and like, you know, um, he's like, this is, this is wonderful uh i'm so close to figuring out who's behind the color outages and and putting an end to those who would steal color from harmony will will, will you join us you've done such a great job will you join the Lawkeeper society i don't know what lore is but yes i will i have a big sword now and a magic ring i will destroy everything that stands in front of me wonderful i have a feeling we're going to need the help of heroes just like you to stop them i hope so cool and i think we leave our adventure there with honey cuts that are grabbing you by the shoulder being pleased and you know you you probably trying to get him a beer and ale and he you know sort of agrees because he's like in a good mood but yeah, he's, nice. He's kind of awkwardly meat. drinking it. Yeah. Totally. Maybe a mead or something. Yeah. A nice yep. honey wine for Honeycut. Nice. Nice. And that's where we leave our adventure. Cool. Well, that was really fun. Yeah. Got some sweet magic items for Orange. Yeah. Should we, should we get out of here then? Let's get out of here. Thanks, Joey. Thank you, Jules. Have a good one.
And that's it. That's it, folks. That's a wrap on Orange's Adventure, Restoring Harmony, a sticky situation. My goodness. Orange the fighter really had a time, didn't he? Uh, some skeletons that looked like they were warriors that were once in love. Candy recipes. Uh, some kind of gelatinous cube illness. And a great big fireball. Interesting uh, result for a fighter, I guess. And definitely a lot of magic items for uh, Orange the Fighter's future. So, can't wait to find out what happens there. I want to say a big thanks to Joey from Hindsightless for joining me on these nerds D&D 5e adventures. Um, It's a really good time playing solo play with uh, Joey. Not everybody you could do that with, um, but we are quite enjoying ourselves doing these um, on the occasional weekends that we both get some free time. So I hope that you're enjoying them too. I want to say a big thank you to you for listening and a big personal thanks to my gems who I could not do this without. We've got James, Jason, Barry, Liren, Ezekiel, KP, Joey, Dusty, Carl, and our newest BJ. Um, so if you're enjoying listening to Jules from NZ, you can give the show a review on the platform of your choice, which really helps out. Um, or you can, you know, if you want to become a gem yourself, you can visit Jules from NZ on Patreon and, uh, you know, donate some money in order to help me make, keep making these crazy, crazy things. But you do not need to. This is free to access. Um, the Patreon just gets some special stuff every now and then. So, where else you can find me? I am on Twitter as uh, Jules Bergser and pretty much everywhere else on the internet as Jules from NZ. So, go find me. Go like. Go subscribe. Go follow. Um, I love to talk to you out there in the real world. uh, And we can be friends. That would be great. Okay. I'm going to get out of here. You go have a great day. Kia pai to kotoroa. Have a nice day. In, in Māori, uh, and enohora, uh, kakite ano, aroha nui. Goodbye. I will see you again soon, and love you loads. Mwah. Noho ora mai. Stay well. Look after yourself.